amazing church. Yeah, there you go. Let's give them a good hand clap. Make yourself home. Praise God. Praise God. So I want to take you to the book of Kings. I mean, sorry, Numbers 13, verse 33. Book of Numbers. Numbers, not Kings. Numbers. And I won't be long. I know there's food waiting and I know it's a special night. But I want to I wanna just speak to you for a little while. And um, I, I thought to talk about vision because we're coming to 2020 and, and it, will be, it will make sense. It will be worth it. And I really struggled with that. But then I thought, and I really did, I don't think there is a... A greater, I'm a visionary by nature, I've always been, but I tell you one thing, I don't think I ever met any visionary, or if I have very few, who has a big vision like your pastor. And so I think I will cut myself short, I think I wouldn't do you any favor preaching about vision, because there's something that he knows very well, and I'm sure he will cast the vision for this new year, and I don't, I won't even try to attempt to address that, even though I do feel that is worth noticing that 2020 is going to be an important year and a shifting, I believe, and not just for this church, for many other churches. And I don't have to speak prophetically, it's just here in the house. Um, and so I know it's, I, I got to see the building last time I was here. I just, I just left speechless. I, I just don't know what to say. And I, I know what God is planning to do for the Northwest and I know and I thank God that God is using this church to be a catalyst and a point of reference. Not only for the time being, but make no mistakes, you are going to be written in the books of history, Pentecostalism. And you're going to be a point of reference for churches that will grow and will come around in the years to come. And there's never been anything like this in this part of the world. I'm telling you, you're making history as you as you come every Sunday and you worship the Lord every time you get together and every building you move in, uh, you're part of what's, what God is planning for the future. And I thank God for that. I really do. I want to read to you verse 8, um, number chapter 13. And uh, I, 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 I want to talk to you about this very shortly, but I feel... For some reason, this is needed, and I feel like it's what God wants me. It's for everybody. If you're visiting, it's for you. If you're a, uh, you're, you've been attending this church for a long time, it's for you. Uh, it is for everybody. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, Entreat me, entreat the Lord, that he may take away the frogs from me. And from my people, and I will let the people go, that they may do sacrifice unto the Lord. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me, when shall I entreat for thee, and for thy servants, and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and thy houses? That they may remain in the river only. Verse 10, and he said, tomorrow 
And he said, be it according to thy word, that thou mayest know that there is none like unto the Lord our God. I just want to talk to you for just a little bit. I don't want to keep you too long, but I want to just preach to you for just a little bit about this very small subject. Kiss your frogs goodbye. <laughs> Kiss your frogs goodbye. Turn to your neighbor and kiss him. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. 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 May the Lord bless you. You may be seated. You may be seated. I know you guys have been tempted, don't I, but I wouldn't do that. And um, now, in the book of Exodus, chapter 8, verse 8, this story is almost out of place. And it is um, intended for many reasons. It's there for a reason. I believe uh, anything that is mentioned, the Word of God has a motive, but above all has a uh, spiritual implication. As I explained to you last time I was here, there's nothing that Jesus spoke about that didn't have a spiritual meaning. It, it didn't take time to talk about the weather or the fields. There was also, always, always an intention behind it saying and so we learn about him as he speaks and as he goes about his things, that everything that he says, every, every action that he takes, every, every reason behind his action is explained maybe sometime later. I, I think I was explaining somebody was struggling. I was talking to a pastor. We were talking about some, some, uh, uh, some issues that he was facing. I said, you know, that is the reason why Jesus took the time Unusually so for him to tell his disciple, pick up the pieces of the loaves and the bread after he multiplied and put them in baskets. You know, I, I'm very, I marvel by some of the things that he does and say. Because why would he take time to do so, to say so? Why would he waste ink to write things that don't seem very important? I mean... Why would a writer, an author of a book, take the time to say, and by the way, he said to take, uh, Jesus said to take, take, pick up the pieces and don't, don't leave nothing behind and put them in a basket. Let's take them with us. Kind of strange to know, uh, to think and to read it. But the truth is later in a storm, those baskets were in the boat with the disciples. And Jesus made reference to that miraculous moment and said, how are you so much uh, without faith, a little faith? And now that we're going through a storms and you fear for your life, did you forget that just a little while ago I multiplied the bread before you? Don't you think that I can quiet down the storm and just cross it? And, uh, and sometimes these little things are just, a, 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 just small little portable memorials uh, to things that we don't want to forget about God. That, that what he was able to do, then he can still do, do that. Sometimes we have to be blessed with remembrance. Little things will help us to move forward. Our past sometimes is not all 
meaningless. Sometimes our past is, is a good stepping stone to remind us uh, uh, that, that if I was uh, on Broadway, I think that's what the first church was. Now I can be in this facility next door. And without a doubt, if God helped me in the little, he can still help me in the big. I, I, I want to say God is never measure anything based on the difficult times that we face. He measures everything by the force of our faith. And that's all he counts uh, on is our faith. And I'm telling you. The progress and the process is nothing uh, when God works with us. And I, I see, and I don't have to be a prophet, how far God has taken you and how much God is uh, planning to do through this church. And I'm excited. You should be excited to be on board of a, of a vessel that is, has direction, that has not lost its, uh, its purpose. And I thank God for that. I, I like to be on a steady path. I like to be with somebody that knows what is taking me. I, I like to be with somebody who is not lost. I will follow somebody anywhere if I know that he knows what is going. And I thank God for this church, for what's going on here. And this passage that we just read in Exodus chapter 8, it's, it's quite interesting to me because it, what came to my mind as I read the story was, uh, believe it or not, was a great company, and I, I don't think I ever bought anything from this company, but Nike, Nike was on, uh, on its way up to success, to, uh, to global uh, exposure, but back in the days, I think it was back in the 90s, if I'm not mistaken, the, really, the, the real thing, uh, the real, uh, uh, I will say, platform that really launched Nike was a season of advertisement that most of you won't remember because you were too young probably. And maybe some of you won't remember because you were not interested. And I wasn't either. But it was all over and it was around us. And Nike came up with a great advertisement, a great uh, campaign that, of course, brought much resources to the, to the company. But also uh, underlined a certain... Uh, and address certain people. It was intended. It was intention. It was it was very very centered towards certain type of people. And these were people that you and I know as procrastinators. Uh, don't look at your wife and don't look at your husband right now. Um, but I don't like procrastinators. I I just can't. I, I can't. I can. I cannot procrastinate stuff. I, I have to do it. I may not have a plan, but I'll do it and I'll think about later about the damage. But in the meantime, I'm going to do it. Uh, it's like my wife says, you get into a battle, you don't know, you don't know uh, the plan. Is, I don't know the plan. I'll figure out when I'm there. But I'm waiting. I'm just, I like to launch myself into adventures and, and I, like to, I don't like to procrastinate. But, but uh, the thing is, Nike understood uh, that there was a large, very large number of people who would say, well, I, I'm going to do this tomorrow, but I'm not going to, I'll see if I can do it. But I can do it today. I will try to do it tomorrow. And, and so they come up with this very strong slogan. If you can remember, yesterday you said tomorrow. I mean, remember that. Oh, man, you're old. Uh, no, you're too young, actually. That was a few years ago. I mean, 1990, I don't know, 20 years ago or so. But the thing is this. Yesterday you said tomorrow, and the reason why they were saying that is because they understood 
that if we can get those people who always postpone things, if we can get those people who would like to buy some of our products, but they always, always want to wait for the right time, a better time, an ideal time, an optimal time to get things done. If we can get them, we are going to make millions. And they did get them. Because that slogan provoked their conscience, stirred them up to understand, I cannot always wait a better time. I cannot always wait, wait, wait for a, a, an optimal time to do things that I know I need to do today. There is no way. I, I, you know, I always tell myself I got I to gotta wait for, for an ideal time. But this is the time I need to do something. I like those shoes, and I'm going to go buy them. And so he stirred up the conscience of people who were always procrastinating. And finally, uh, I, I woke in them to, the, to a point that there was a, the sale was a, a landslide. So much so that they, make mil, they made millions, millions. And Nike, of course, uh, at that point uh, gained uh, global exposure. And there it goes. The rest is history. And there was a time when, when I think this made sense for the time being. But it always makes sense. How many times we have told ourselves, oh, man, maybe, maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow is going to work. Maybe tomorrow is going to be great. Maybe tomorrow. And, and, and the thing is, God is saying that you don't have tomorrow. You don't have much. You, you, can't, you are not assured of the things that you are going to entertain tomorrow. All you got is now. And now it's very little. It's very short. And I want to tell this church, this is our now moment. I don't have time to wait. I don't have time to procrastinate revival. I cannot wait when everything falls right in place. I'm going to have to launch myself into the deep whatever I got to do. I got to do it now. This is the day of my salvation. I cannot wait another day. I cannot wait another season. I'm not going to wait another revival. I know sometime I want to postpone it. Sometime I want to wait a little longer. But not this year. Everything is going to be a now moment. It's now that we got to win souls. It's now that we're going to reach the lost. It's now that we're going to have to build. It is now that we're going to have to reach. Because all we got is now. I'm not going to walk into 2020 with a yesterday mentality or a wait a little longer mentality. It's a now moment. And I don't need nobody to provoke me. We're going to do it now. We're going to do it now. And this is not my message, believe it or not, but I wanted to introduce you to this concept because it is in the story. You know the story how Pharaoh refused to let the people of God go. You know the story. It's, it's an old story. And, uh, and word upon word, nothing helped Pharaoh change his mind until God had to intervene in a different way. And, um, and there were plagues sent over the the land, you know the story, many were tried. And one of them, of course, were the frogs. The frogs were everywhere. Now, I know every plague was probably merciless. And every plague has its own, had its own uh, dynamics. But there was something about these frogs that really brought Pharaoh to think and to also negotiate with the men of God. It came to a place where he had to really think through this moment. And there's something about frogs. I guess it's 
it's interesting. But I, I don't know why Pharaoh really felt they need to intervene and really need to negotiate with the preacher uh, because apparently something with these frogs were not were not just right. There was, I guess, he could maybe deal with anything else, but the frogs, really, the frogs, none the frogs. Something had to happen. Something had to change. And you know the story. The Bible says that uh, the Pharaoh told, um, uh, got to talk to Moses and said, "Moses, I can't handle this. This is not." Really, I, I, it's, it's messing with my land. The Bible says it's messing with my houses, with my servants, with my crops. They're destroying everything. It's really bringing pain. It's really bringing sorrow. It's, it's really devastating anything. And Pharaoh was ready to negotiate and call up Moses. Said, Moses, please talk to God and figure this out because I really don't want this. And, um, and the Bible says that, of course, Moses took the time to listen uh, to what the request of Pharaoh. And it is here that the story begins to be interesting to me. Because I, I want you to know, first of all, that the reason why all those plagues were sent over, all the things that the, he had to deal with, was simply over one statement that he made. Only one. He said, I will not let the people of God go. One decision brought consequences to his life. One decision brought calamities to the whole country and to the whole nation, including, of course, his family. One decision can turn your world inside out. One decision can mess you up. One decision can go over and over from generation to generation. One decision can affect everybody. I was telling my wife on my way here, I wish that the prodigal son decision would have just affected him and him alone. But unfortunately, everybody has to pay. And I don't want to pay for somebody else's errors. I don't want to pay for somebody else's messes. But I want you to know you better make, pay attention to what you decide. Because your mom is going to pay for it. Your dad is going to pay for it. Your children are going to pay. They don't want to pay what you got yourself into. But they will pay. And that's why we got to be careful what we decide. And what, we, what choices we make. Because honey, it's going to be everybody. Everybody. The price is going to be paid by everybody. And it's a sad story when you see and I see people who, because of one error, one decision, mess up their lives. One decision uh, got them to, you know, brought calamities. One decision brings plagues. One decision is true. One decision. But if it is true, and this is the good news, if it, if it is true, and it is true, that one decision, one, one mistake brought all these things to my life. Is it possible that one and another decision can change everything? Is it possible that if I make another decision, that if I make up my mind and decide something else other than that, would it be possible that God can change everything, that God can stop everything? Yes, he can. If one man brought sin in the world and one man's decision brought salvation in the same world, so can your decision. You hear me and hear me well. It doesn't matter how many decisions that were wrong you made in 2019. It doesn't matter how much stuff you had to deal with 
in 2019. It doesn't matter how many battles you had to fight in 2019 because you made some wrong decision. One good decision can turn everything around. If you're here and you're visiting, and you're a visitor, I know that somehow, somewhere, your decision brought you to a place of, 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 of sorrow, brought you a place of suffering, brought you to a place of brokenness. But I'm here to tell you, I know all the mistakes we have made, and all the things that we have done wrong, and all the things we should have not done, and we should have not said, and on and on goes the story. All those things truly brought consequences to our lives. Oh, but I got good news for you. If you can make one good decision, if you can just make one good decision, God can change everything that so far has caused you to be in pain. All you got to say is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I've said no, but now I say yes. I said I don't want to serve you, but now I want to serve you. If you're here and you're a visitor, all you got to say is, Jesus, I want to be saved. I want to be forgiven. One decision can change your whole history. Oh, man, we bring so much stuff to ourselves. How much, you know, it's a good, I told my wife, it's a good thing we got the devil. I really like that. Because if, if we wouldn't have the devil, who would we be blaming all this stuff? <laughs> you know, the devil made me do this, and the devil made me do that. You know, the, it's a good thing we got a devil. <laughs> but the truth is, it was us. <laughs> I like the prodigal son attitude. I I have sinned against you and God, I, I ain't going to blame my brother. I'm not going to blame my sister. I'm preaching now. I'm not blaming my past. I'm not blaming the weather. I'm not blaming the con. I'm not blaming anything. Everything that I do is me doing it. I am responsible for my own action. Nobody made me do it. Nobody pushed me to do it. But if I made a mistake and I'm paying for it, I can still make a good decision and come back home and say, Father, I made a mess. I made a mess. But I know you have forgiven God. I'm telling you, just one error you made won't have to live with you for the rest of your life. Just make a good decision in 2020 and tell yourself, I'm not going to be the man I used to be. I'm not going to be the woman I used to be. I'm not going to. I'm trying to preach my sermon. I'm coming to it in a second. And so we're talking about. This man that finally says, man, you, you, you're going to have to do something about this. And he said, okay, listen, I can talk to God and we can fix this. All I need is a yes. All I need is you just affirming this. And he said, man, I tell you what, these frogs are really killing me. These frogs are really hurting me. These frogs are destroying the crops and these frogs are everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're in my kitchen. They're in my bedroom. They're in the, in the bathroom. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And I can't get rid of them. And they're everywhere. In every corner. In every aspect of my life. And I got to get rid of them. And, and he said, you got to do something. And so I can. I can. All I got to do is just talk to God. And, and if you give me, a, okay, I, I will talk to him. He said, okay. And, and, and Moses asked the question that you probably already know. He said, okay, when do you want me to ask God to put an end to this terrible moment and this, this, this consequential situation that you have to tell me when you are ready for it. And it's okay, man, I'm ready. I can't live like this. I can't do this anymore. I can't put up with all this. Let's, let, let's do that tomorrow. 
Okay, I'm confused. Now, I don't know about you, but I, 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 I didn't want to, but I discovered pain a few years ago, <laughs> real pain. And I, and I didn't know what pain was about until I, they cut me. <laughs> there was pain. And if a doctor tells me, you know, I can, I can remove this pain. I can, I can bring uh, a, 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 a total peace and I can bring, I can bring a, a, a no pain whatsoever to whatever you are going through. I can really release you from this. I can really help you. I can cure this. I can really, really remove this. I can do this. And if I'm in pain and I'm screaming, I'm hurting, do you think I will tell the doctor, yeah, I really want to be delivered from this pain. I want to be delivered from this. It's terrible. So when do you want me to do this? Let's do this tomorrow. Why would I do that tomorrow when I know he can do it today? Why would I wait tomorrow for God to help me when I know God can help me right now? Why would I want to get rid of the frogs tomorrow when God can deliver me from everything today? I'm telling you, I want you to get yourself ready because God doesn't have to wait on a better weather. He doesn't have to wait on a better day. He doesn't have to wait for another evangelist. God can deliver you right now. God can save you right now. God can fix your mess right now. It's about time that in 2020, we kiss our frogs goodbye. I don't want any more frogs in my house. I don't want frogs in my marriage. I don't want frogs in my relationship. I don't want frogs in my finances. Go ahead and kiss your frogs goodbye. Come on, God can deliver us. God can help us. God can restore us. God can save our marriages. God can save our relationships. God can save our children. And he can do it now, not tomorrow. I want to leave you with a word that will give you hope to believe that no matter how many frogs we have in our homes, Don't let me come to your house. I know you got frogs. We all have frogs hiding somewhere. They're everywhere. Those frogs were all over the place. Were in the fields. Were in the houses. Were in the servants' quarters. They were everywhere. They were totally invaded, covered with frogs. And frogs can be irritating. I don't know. I like to eat them. But I don't. Have you ever had frogs' legs? They're pretty good. But other than that, I don't want, you know, have you ever heard the sound of a frog? Now, I think about millions of them. You, it will drive you insane. It will drive you insane. It's a piercing sound. Oh, here I am. I'm about to preach to you. Do you know why I detest frog sound? Because their sound make me realize you are there. You missed it. Let me talk to the smart section where my wife is sitting and sister, sister Mayor is sitting and Brave is sitting. What I'm saying is this. Every time they heard the sound of those frogs in the land, they knew they were out of the will of God. See, what I'm trying to tell these people is this. 
you don't have to live with the frogs who remind you every day that you're out of the will of God, that you have sin in your life, that you are not doing well, that your marriage is about to fall up to, apart. Those sounds is a reminder that you might not be in the will of God. But I want you to kiss your frogs goodbye tonight and say, hey, I'm not waiting tomorrow. I'm not going to wait 2020. I'm just going to do it tonight. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to give God everything that I've got. I know I can get rid of my frogs. I don't have to live with them. Come on, we're going to walk into new land and we're going to walk into new land with no frogs making any noise. I know we, we do have our sounds and we have our frogs. We have frogs of delusion, frogs of disappointment, frogs of family issue, frogs of relationship falling apart. We got our frogs, honey. Don't look at me like you don't have the frogs. I hear the sound. Sometimes it's financial frogs. Sometimes it's desperation. Sometimes it's weeping. Sometimes it's just uh, disappointment. Sometimes it's regrets. There is no telling how many frogs we got in the house. Oh, I got many mine. And sometimes I think, oh, I could have done better. I could have done this. I could have done that. There's always a frog reminding me, you should have done better. You should have made a better choice. How many times you feel guilty over something you don't feel to be guilty over? How many times you pay a price for something you didn't know saw? How many times you pay a price for somebody else's decision you didn't make and you're going to have to cry all night long because somebody else is hurting and you didn't mean them to be hurting. You did your best. I want to tell I got frogs in my house. I got frogs that I don't want to hear anymore. And this is the day. I ain't going to wait tomorrow, Pharaoh. I want those frogs out of my life tonight. Tonight, yesterday, you said tomorrow. Bonnie, this is your day. This is your tomorrow. Go ahead and kiss your frogs goodbye. You're not going to mess with my mind anymore. You're not going to mess with my... You have lived... With the frogs of depression, I rebuke in the name of Jesus. You have lived with the frogs of oppression, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, I feel in the Holy Ghost. You go ahead and start kissing your frog. I won't see you tomorrow about this time, honey. I'm going to get up and there will be silence. I'm going to get up and I'm not going to ever hear your sound anymore. I'm going to get up and say goodbye, frog, goodbye. This is my last night with the frogs. I feel deliverance. I feel deliverance. I feel strength. I feel faith. I feel like somebody's about to get rid of. Re remain standing. I don't want to keep longer. You remain standing. I'm going to tell you. There's one thing that disturbed me about this story, Pastor Mayo. And here's the Pharaoh saying to Moses, okay, let's do this tomorrow. And I always wonder, why? You're already ahead of me. Why? I tell you what. There are two things that I, I make an assumption, okay? Number one, maybe he thought. Now hear me. I'm trying to help you walk into 2020 with a different perspective. Because we got to get rid of some frogs. There are too many in our houses. Too many things. Too many frogs that we watch. 
to many frogs that we read. Got to be careful what you read. Everything you read, you become like. Everything you watch, you become like. Got to be careful. This, this, this new trends of, of thinking is dangerous for the church. Keep your mind pure and keep your mind focused on that book. It might be old and antique as everybody wants to say, but that book will transcend every cultural barrier. It will transcend every trance and it will still be the compass for our moral. But I thought maybe, oh God, maybe Pharaoh said in his mind, I need to buy some time. Now, this is the error he made. What's going to make you think that thing that you couldn't fix in 20 years is going to be fixed in 24 hours? Don't buy time. Ain't going to change. If you couldn't fix it in 20 years, ain't going to change in 24 hours. Believe me. <laughs> so Pharaoh maybe said, let me buy some time. I, I think I can fix this. I still don't have to do this. Maybe I don't have to live for God. Maybe I can fix this. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I, No, 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 no. You got to get rid of the frog right now. Ain't going to change. Then I thought maybe, maybe he, he enjoyed reading a lot of fairy tales. That by kissing a frog, he'll turn into something better than it is. <laughs> you can keep kissing the same. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say it. You can keep kissing the same thing, but if the thing is not godly, ain't going to turn anything godly. You can keep kissing on the same guy who's not living for God, ain't going to turn into a Christian after you kiss him. Because I know that. It doesn't matter if you kiss him, ain't going to turn anything better than he was before you kissed him. You just got to get rid of the frog. Ain't going to turn into a prince, honey. A frog it is, and a frog is going to stay. Today, tonight, right now, we're going to kiss our frogs goodbye. I don't care if you turn into a prince. I don't care if you turn into anything better. I'm just going to kiss you goodbye. No more frogs. This is my last night. <laughs> Musicians come. Musicians come. This is the night we're going to shout. We're going to make a noise louder than the frogs. This is the night that we're going to rejoice over a victory that we're not going to wait tomorrow or 2020. Because I know, I mean, everybody makes a plan, right? I already got my goals down. Okay, in 2020, I'm going to have to do this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wait tomorrow to have some victories. I'm going to start tonight because I'm not going to be like Pharaoh. I'm not going to wait for a better time. This is my time. If God can stop it right now, why would I wait tomorrow? I don't need to buy time and I don't need to kiss the frog. If we want to get the victory over the things that we're fighting against, we got to get rid of the frogs. We cannot step into a new year bringing the frogs with us. They're going to be in our cars. They're going to be in our homes. They're going to be in our workplaces. I don't want those. They're going to be in our church if we're not careful. We're going to bring them everywhere we go. But no now, not evermore. Because tonight is my last night with the frogs. And I'm kissing them goodbye. Let me, 
Let me. We're going to shout in a moment here and rejoice over a victory. I don't care if you see, if you don't know, you don't see yet the results of your victory. Just dance before it happens. Now listen, uh, let me tell you something crazy about Italian culture. Now we don't do this anymore, but for centuries we did this. In fact, I know that about 25 to 30 years ago, we will still be doing this. The new year, tonight at midnight, Italian people will open up their windows and one piece at the time they will collect furniture, books, chairs, anything and they will throw them out of the window down the street. They did. Up to 25, 30 years ago, every night you had to be careful what you walked because a washing machine might fall on your head. And that is the truth. You know what they would do that? Because they said, I don't need any frog. I don't need anything that belongs to my yesterday. I don't need anything that reminds me my history. I don't need anything that I used to deal with. It's a way to say, I'm starting anew. I'm starting a new chapter. And I'm going to kiss my frogs goodbye. to your houses tonight and start kissing some frogs goodbye. Go to your life tonight and just start kissing some things goodbye. Oh God. If there is somebody in your life that shouldn't be there, just give him one more kiss on the cheek and say goodbye frog. Goodbye. Because I don't have to live with the frogs. I've been delivered. I am new creature and I'm moving into my new year would not frogs follow come on I want you to step out step out let's rejoice together if you're a visitor tonight if you're visiting with us I've spoken to you as well Maybe you have told yourself, well, I'm going to live for God tomorrow. Maybe when I get married. Maybe when things get better. Honey, don't wait for another day. God can save you tonight. You can get the Holy Ghost tonight. You can be forgiven tonight. You don't have to wait for another revival. And you don't have to wait for another year. Tomorrow is too late. Today is the day of your salvation. All you got to do is just lift up your hands and say, God, I'm ready to kiss all my frogs goodbye because they're not helping me they're not taking me anywhere and they're a reminder they are a reminder that I'm not in your will but now God I will in Jesus name come on let's lift our hands and let's magnify the name of the Lord oh hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. 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 God, I'm going to walk into my ear with no frog. This is my last night. This is my last night. This is my last night. Yeah. 